When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Beaver Sports Podcast, brought to you by Oregon State Credit Union, serving Western and Central Oregon. Visit OregonStateCU.com. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. And by the Heat Pump Store, your local ductless heating and cooling experts. Join the ductless revolution. Here are your hosts, Mike Parker and John Warren. All right, here we go. It's time for another Beaver Sports Podcast powered by Learfield. John Warren along with Mike Parker. Uh, back together again. How you feeling? Doing well, John, and it's great to be back with you and an honor to have our guests as Oregon State Volleyball gets ready for the NCAA Tournament in Austin, Texas, Friday at 2.30 Pacific, the fourth ever NCAA Tournament appearance, the first time since a Sweet 16 appearance in 2014, and we have the Pac-12 Coach of the Year, and the Freshman of the Year in our midst. Kylie McLaughlin, of course, Freshman of the Year, and of course uh, the uh, head coach, Mark Barnard. Great to be back again with you. We've we've had a lot of conversations with you here, Coach, uh, this season as it's gone along, but you go into the uh, NCAA tournament now. I was looking at the the seedings and the brackets. It's just the top 16. What, do, do you have a number, or they just match you up uh, record-wise because you're only one game different than your first opponent, North Carolina State? Well, I think it's just the at-large bids just seem to get spread around the, the bracket a little bit. Uh, I have no idea why we were playing the, the last team that was in. Uh, it's just the way it's worked out. I think it doesn't mean it'll necessarily be any easier a game, but it's a, it's a good one to start off with for sure. As a coach, as a staff, the whole group, your initial reaction when you saw the draw? We were very happy. When you initially see the draw, you see the team you play against. So we thought that's a great start. Then your eyes go a little further to say, okay, who's next? And then it was mm-hmm. Texas. So it was, okay, there's a, uh, an increase in ability all of a sudden. But, hey, you've got to play those teams at that level anyhow. So, uh, And who knows, on any given day, we've beaten Washington twice this year, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't put anything past us. And what about location and where they send you? I know these, these things come up for uh, all different sports and tournaments and who's down the line, where, you know, how they spread out the Pac-12 teams. Did you think that it was you know, fairly fair across the board? 
I think it was reasonably fair. You know, the thing is, for the teams that are seeded, they get to host. So we weren't seeded, so we knew we wouldn't host. We knew we wouldn't be anywhere near the other host Pac-12 teams because they separate you for the first two rounds. So we figured we'd be away somewhere. And the fact that we got three Texans on the team, they were the three, I think, happiest of everyone <laughs> when they found out we are heading back to Texas for the, the first couple of rounds. Including the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year and Kylie McLaughlin. So let's just jump on right there, Kylie. First of all, Congratulations. What a tremendous honor. You were the three-time Pac-12 Conference Player of the Week honoree, so you must have felt you were in the in the queue anyway with a chance to get this special award, Pac-12 Conference Player of the Year, uh, Freshman Player of the Year. So before we get to a homecoming for you and uh, what Coach Barnard was talking about, congratulations on the distinction of being the Freshman of the Year. What does that mean to you? Uh, it's a really special honor uh, that honestly not a, pe- a lot of people get. I know MK got it her freshman year, but uh, I just feel great, and I'm happy that I've had the teammates to help me get there, and the coaches really helped me out, uh, and I couldn't have done it without them, and uh, don't want to leave them out on it because they had a big part in that. You mentioned MK, Mary-Kate Marshall, Maddie Goings, another freshman. So for the three of you, as Coach Barnard talked about, to see that you're going to the NCAA tournament no matter where they sent you is an honor. But how did you feel? How excited are, are the three of you about going to your home state? Uh, very excited. I can't wait to see my family again, <laughs> which is, uh, I mean, all three of us combined are going to have a lot of fans and family and friends there, which is going to be awesome for us. Uh, and just to have, like, a good atmosphere, and it's just awesome. Tell me the and us on our Beaver Sports podcast, the geography we're talking about, all three of you, family, friends, where you will be playing, where exactly, how far for the three of you will uh, the campus in Austin be? Um, well, it's a lot different than here. It's definitely different weather. But um, I think we're going to do really well there in, in Austin. It's just going to be really fun. Well, how far is it from Carrollton? Uh, it's about three hours, not very far. A drive. Yeah, so a lot of people, and that's an easy drive. So, again, congratulations. You got the coach of the year sitting by you, Johnny. Coach of the year, how do you feel about that? Uh, It's exactly what Kylie said. I wouldn't have got coach of the year unless she got freshman of the year, unless Mary-Kate Marshall got uh, on the All-Pac-12 team uh, without Ron, without Jessica. There's no way that I could do it by myself, not even remotely close. So, you know, I'm just lucky that uh, I get my name on the trophy, but it really belongs to the players, it belongs to the staff, because it really is a team effort. And, you know, if I was doing it by myself, I would not be coach of the year. It'd be pretty simple. Did you hear from your uh, league colleagues? Yes, some of them. It's very interesting, actually. The Pac-12 has changed uh, six, seven coaches in the last two years, so there's a completely different look even than three years ago. And mm-hmm. so it's a bit younger group, I guess, or maybe not quite fit in the younger category, but you know they do communicate with each other a lot. And even after we beat Washington uh, the first time up in Seattle, I got an email from their head coach congratulating us, saying we'd been playing fantastic volleyball and you know just to keep it up. And that kind of camaraderie amongst the coaches is, I don't know if it's common through Pac-12 sports, but it's, uh, I think there's a lot of respect uh, across the board with all of the coaches. At the same time, though, with no disrespect, but per records, and this being the, the, one of the greatest conferences in the sport of volleyball, your resurgence, your surgence, I should say, all season long as you methodically continue to knock teams off, 
were you hearing from your colleagues like, oh, oh now we're going to have to deal with you guys? Well, it, it does change a lot because it used to be a little bit of uh, we're coming down to play Oregon and Oregon State. We've got to really prepare for Oregon. Then we play Oregon State. Well, now they've got to prepare for both. So, uh, you know, it just makes it, the conference just that much tougher that you have nine teams that are very high quality. And even the teams that didn't make the tournament are still very good and have beaten teams that are in the tournament. So the depth of the Pac-12 is the thing that gets you. There's just no time off. Coach, I did want to ask you, you said, and you're right, to defer credit to Kylie and Mary-Kate and Maddie and all of your players and your staff. I just wonder, from a coaching standpoint, Pac-12 Coach of the Year, whether you approach things any differently, change things up the way you practice, strategically, anything that you did a little differently that may be part of the reason why you're in the position to go to the tournament. There's a, a couple of things that are different. One is hiring good staff, for sure. That makes a difference because it makes your job easier. And uh, I've said this a few times before, hiring people that are better than me, that's the key because that, that's going to help me develop, which is uh, one probably the most important thing. But not really. I just think what we had was we had a group of players that you know, set themselves a tough goal at the beginning of the year and they went after it. And it was really, I think, one of those situations in coaching where you want to stay out of their way. You know, not get in their way, not overcoach them mm-hmm. because they can play. And the quality of player we've got here now is very different than what we've had in the last few years. And so, as you can see, we're going to a, a NCAA tournament with four starting freshmen. That tells me a lot about what we've got longevity-wise. 2014, we go with five starting seniors. And so you know the next year is going to be tough. Here we know that we can just continue to build. OK, Mary-Kate's got some big shoes and they're hard to fill. However, we've got four other people that can start to fill those shoes. So that... Uh, you know, I think all goes well for what we have coming up for the next four or five years. Speaking of uh, uh, staff and hiring uh, coaches better than you, you had told us that on a local show here in town. Then we had Ron Zwerver on. That was one of my favorite all-time interviews. Great character, obviously one of the top two great players in the game of volleyball ever, and he had a lot, lot of great stories. What's it like having him on there? Just him telling us the story about he just kind of happened to call you up and, uh, and the way it all worked out. It's like, this is one of the greatest players of all time, and now you've got him. I know, it's mind-boggling for me. And yeah, it's, Imagine in your sport that you've got one of the best players in the world who not was just a player but went into coaching as well and then he comes and works here. It was just to me... Uh, Richard, when I met Ron in Amsterdam Airport, I said, look, Ron, I, I know I'm a foreigner. Getting a visa to the U.S. is next to impossible. It's maybe a little more difficult now than it even was five years ago. But he, the uh, international student faculty section here at Oregon State were unbelievable in getting him a visa in a very short time. Uh, and then he's been able to secure a long-term visa just based on his um, extraordinary ability. It's actually an O-1 extraordinary ability visa. And when he did the interview, it was quite funny. I don't think he told you this, but he went to uh, Vancouver to do his uh, Vancouver, Canada, to do his interview at the U.S. Embassy to get the visa. And uh, they said, "So why do you think you're an extraordinary ability?" And he said, "Well, maybe because of this." And he holds up a gold medal. <laughs> And the guy behind the counter goes, that's pretty extraordinary. (laughs) Bang, here's your visa. So that got him into the country. And just having his insight, because we'll have recruits here that'll say, hey, I want to be a great player. I want to be on the US Olympic team. And I go, well, why don't you talk to him? He was the best in the world. And there's this different mentality of what he's done. And when he speaks, he speaks with a level of credibility where you go, okay, all right, I'll I'll just back off here and let him do his thing. Because he's just got this uh, experience that it's unmatched anywhere in the U.S., and he's so humble about it, too. That's the other thing about yeah, Ron. Yeah, he really was. And, and, Kylie, just to follow up on that with you, does that rub off on you? Do you guys know the greatness of Ron Zwerver and what he's accomplished in the sport of volleyball? 
Uh, we do, but like Mark said, he's very humble about it. So like a, probably normal people would just be like, oh, he's just a nice guy. But he's actually like a pretty amazing guy. He's a really smart coach and he's really here to help everyone and like make them the best player that they can be. Kylie McLaughlin, Pac-12 Freshman of the Year in volleyball, and Coach Mark Barnard, the Coach of the Year. Kylie, what about the coaching influence? Mark's being very humble here and talking about just getting out of the way of the players and letting you develop and grow and be who you are. But how much, Coach Barnard, the assistants, how much have they been a big part of what you guys have been able to accomplish this year? Uh, definitely a huge part. I think at the beginning of the year they had to work out a lot of stuff within the team and they obviously <laughs> did it well because now we're going to the tournament and uh, they have let us kind of be our own team but they've also really kind of stepped in where they needed to and been really helpful. Kylie what about that goal that coach Barnard said that you guys set that you wanted to hit when you set it was there any part of you, do you think, that's saying, okay, we got to raise the bar high, but that's going to be hard to get to that? Or did you know collectively you were setting a goal you could achieve, and then how did you go about achieving it? Well, I think it was, or we all thought it was a little out of reach because based on, like, the past few years, we were like, okay, we'll just, we have new players, like, a new mentality. We'll just set this uh, goal really high and just see what we can do. And uh, when we set it, we were actually – uh, pretty skeptical skeptical about it like we didn't really know oh are we going to achieve this or not and then uh, when we did it was really a relief and uh, we just wanted more so we set new goals for ourselves and we're working to finish those out now going into the tournament so we're really excited to see what happens. Yeah, I think the thing with the goals was we had no part in the coaching staff. We said, what do, what do you want to do? And then they bought us these goals and went, ooh, okay. <laughs> All right, we've got, to get, we've got to get moving on these. But they had a couple in there. That they One of their goals was to watch 30 minutes more per week of video. And that's not a goal you normally see. You know, you want to win this match. You want to get to this statistical level. But this was one thing that the team committed to do. And I think one of the reasons we have been more successful is with it this year is we just know the other teams a lot better and the players have gone about it themselves and you know they know what's going on on the court and that helps us a lot because you know the video is I think one of those things in college sport where you know it's just another thing you've got to do you've got to go to class you've got to practice rehab but the fact they could spend another 30 minutes with it gave us another one two three five points it's hard to really mm. quantify but yeah. it's something that they had as one of their goals and I thought that's great and when you get a team that really kind of charts its territory without us stepping in then you know you've got a team that's going to get somewhere is this a team with a killer instinct oh yeah oh there's no doubt that's the difference this year if I was to say you know from a skill perspective what's better definitely I think our settings made a huge difference but our mentality has made a big difference. And the fact that I don't know that there's ever been situations where we've looked at each other in a match and gone, I don't think we can win this. And I know that's happened in the past. This time, there's just uh, there's this confidence and this inner belief that, okay, we've lost the first set, we can win the next one. Or we won the first two and then lost the next two, but we're still going to beat Washington in the fifth. So there's uh, that kind of resolve is something that, you know, it's the individual personalities of the team and you talk about someone like Kylie she is a serious competitor and she's serious like she smiles twice a year you know once was when we're getting we're getting the message to go to Texas for the um for the first round of the tournament she smiled then and I think there may have been one other time but she's a very serious and competitor on court and that I think 
at first you go, well, where's the, you know, does she supply the energy the team needs? But the team feeds off that. And so we, we've got somebody that really keeps ahead about her, especially being the setter, where you have every single rally you're probably expected to do, to do something. And 30, 40% of the time you're given a, a ball that's not very good at all. So, and my expectation is still the same. It's got to be a great set. I know it's 10 metres off the net, but you better get after yeah. it. And last thing here uh, on uh, just a, a quick thought on North Carolina State. What do you know? How do they compare maybe to other Pac-12 teams? I, you know, they're maybe similar to what I would think is Arizona. They're uh, physically they're a reasonable size. They're probably bigger than us, although every team is bigger than us. <laughs> uh, so they, you know, they can block well. They've got some good hitters. I look at their ball handling. You know, their serve receive and general ball handling during a rally, and it's okay. Uh, I think that's an area that we've got to exploit a little more, which is really out the way we play the game. We get the ball back on the other team and see you know, if we can repeatedly do that. Eventually, they're going to make a mistake, we hope. Mm. So th they look a little like that. But for them, they were the last team in the tournament. So they're probably thinking to themselves, OK, hey, we didn't think we'd be in. Now we're in. Let's just mm. see what we can do. So I wonder whether that relieves a little pressure from themselves. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Or, or maybe it puts more on them. I don't know. Yeah. Final thing with Kyler, when you talk about ball handling, Coach Barnard was sharing this with us. One quantified ball handling error statistically in the course of this season for you and, and Coach Barnard said even that was a bad call. So, you know, Kylie, that's amazing. How did you home? How did you develop your discipline and your craft and your ability to handle that consistently over a long season? Tell us a little bit about all the hours in the gym to get you to that point. Well, uh, it's taken lots and lots of times, starting since I was 12 at club. I would do private lessons. You know, I had really great coaches at my club with uh, Whitney and Ping. They always had me in the gym, and I was always working. And I just, um, I mean, I've always been taught to just be consistent, make the best of what you're given, like, as a pass, and just to better the ball. And I think that that's what... I go out and try and do every time and just be the best that give the best I can give. Well, it's been remarkable, and I'm going to have John bring up the numbers. He it, Mark was telling me the other day on our local show, Johnny, about I mean those numbers are staggering. Four thousand one hundred ninety-six sets and one error. And a that's bad call. that's a, and on a bad call, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And she got ripped off on that one. The referee made a mistake. I'll see the referee again soon, hopefully in a dark alley somewhere. But <laughs> I'll, I'll see her and just say that that was just a yeah. you gave her what her one error out of four thousand one hundred ninety six tops in the country. I I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. You know, and it's like I was talking the other day. I don't know that it's a statistic that's really correlates with winning or not, but it's just an unbelievable statistic that you could touch the ball that many times and make one mistake. And, you know, that tells you a lot about setting. That means our hitters yeah. are getting a lot more ball that they can hit. Not It's not getting whistled up by the referee before they take a swing at it. Well, it also tells you that you have a leader in one category for the next three, well, four years. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever about that. Yeah. Well, we'll close on that note with the year one for Kylie ending in such a wonderful way on the regular season to be the Pac-12 freshman of the year. But Kylie, I, I feel like you guys, season's not over. You want this to keep going for a long time. For sure. We're going to go out and just make the best of it, hopefully go pretty deep and see where it takes us. And, Coach, uh, well, I'll have Johnny ask you the final thing, but it's been a real pleasure to get to know 
a lot of your players and your program this year. How proud are you? And, Johnny, if you've got anything to add just about what this season's been like. Absolutely. I'm extremely proud of what everyone's done. I think that when you start off the beginning of a year, you just really don't know where you're going to go. And you find out through the tougher times how, you know, what kind of personality this team has. And, you know, we started the Pac-12 season 0-4. And then we went 11 and 16, which mm. is unheard of. Two streaks of five win matches, mm-hmm. which has never been. I mean, last time was 1990, and we did that twice. So I think there's something about this team that, you know, you look at the team individually and go, ah, oh, they're probably a little small, and I don't know whether they can actually do it. But as a team, that, that team synergy is... Uh, it, I, I, you couldn't measure it at the beginning of the season, but I look back now and go, wow. Yeah. You know, stay out of their way. They're only going to get better. If you can get two games, can Mary-Kate get 47 kills to be number one at OSU? Well, see, that's up to Kylie. You know? <laughs> Kylie's got to get that one there. But 40, no the, you know, I think that, that's a tough one. That'll be yeah. close because I think the last match she was around about 20. So mm-hmm. about 47 two games. Yeah, that'll be – she's going to be right – her and Rachel are going to – they're going to be within five or ten, I think, at yeah. the end of, the, end of both of their careers. Good luck this week. Thank you very much. And thanks to uh, Kylie McLaughlin and Coach Barnard. Good luck indeed to both of you and your entire team. Thanks for taking time for us, Kylie. Have a great time down there. Thank you so much. We wrap up this edition of the Beaver Sports Podcast with an encouragement to follow along Saturday from uh, Friday, pardon me, from Austin, 2.30 Pacific time. The Beavers back in the NCAA tournament. For John Warren, this is Mike Parker. Thanks for joining us on another edition, and we'll talk to you again next week with a brand-new Beaver Sports Podcast powered by Learfield. So long, everybody. This has been the Beaver Sports Podcast, brought to you by Oregon State Credit Union, serving Western and Central Oregon. Visit OregonStateCU.com. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. And by the Heat Pump Store, your local ductless heating and cooling experts. Join the ductless revolution. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation.